I'm going to do this. I'm going to run for the United States Senate. The time is now for fresh ideas and new leadership. I'm running for student council because of you and for you. That is why I stand before you today to announce my candidacy for president of the United States. Welcome to the Arena Talks podcast. I'm Lee Pedanoff. Today we'll hear from Kevin Madden, who's running for county council in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, a suburb of Philadelphia. I first met Kevin at the Arena Summit in Nashville in December 2016, a few weeks after the presidential election. Kevin was one of the first people in the room to raise his hand to commit to enter the arena and run for office. And now it's real. His election is only a few weeks away on November 7th. He's running to fight back against the opaque political and patronage machine that has dominated his community for the last 140 years. It's a really great conversation, and I think you'll enjoy it as much as I did. All right, Kevin Madden, welcome to the Arena Talks podcast. We're excited to have you. Thank you, Lee. I'm excited to be here. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Uh, yeah, so I grew up um, in suburban Philadelphia in uh, Media, which is in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Um, and I uh, was a civil engineer in college at Vanderbilt. Um, I think you and I have a, a common common uh, alma mater Go there. Go Doors. Um, after college, I was in New York for about 15 years, spent the first 10 with a, a private equity firm called KPS that um, is pretty unique, um, founded by two guys whose entire career was working with organized labor. Uh, and so we essentially went around the country taking um, basically state and um, labor pension money and investing that to revitalize manufacturing companies throughout the United States, businesses that would have otherwise liquidated. Um, we found a way to, to keep the lights on and, and rebuild them and give them new vision. Uh, I thought I'd be there for a couple of years, but um, tremendously rewarding work and ended up being there for nearly a decade. Uh, and then the last five years, I've been in the, uh, the startup space as a, as a founder, as an investor, and as an advisor um, across a range of, uh, of, of technology startups. Um, so that's my background. Um, none of which really has anything to do with politics. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't sound like you have much of a background in, in politics, but now you're running for office. So uh, what office are you running for? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm running for uh, Delaware County Council. Uh, so I got married two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. Um, when I got married, I, I moved back home to suburban Philadelphia, back to Delaware County. And um, Delaware County Council uh, is the five person board that runs the county from an executive and legislative perspective. So if Delaware County were a nearly 600,000 person city, this would essentially be the mayor and city council wrapped into one. So they oversee the budget, uh, about $350 million budget, all, all county taxes, um, federal and state funding, how that gets spent. And then they also oversee something like a 1500 person, um, staff of, of everyone who kind of runs the County. Um, that all gets overseen by, by County government, which really, you know, is this sort of silent layer of power, uh, that gets overlooked a, a lot. Um, and you know, I, I, uh, it really kind of came from, for me, um, last year was to me sort of the climax of a, an increasingly dangerous situation we've gotten ourselves into, uh, where, uh, you know, I believe at a time when the world is changing so quickly, um, uh, with technology and globalization 
Um, and at a time when we need the best in our leadership, um, we see this situation and this is not something I need to really, you know, say to you, but you know, we, we really have what I think is, a, is, is the most, uh, you know, dangerous situation in terms of a lack of, of strong leadership and a, and a polarized society that's made it very hard for functional government. Um, so I saw that and as did a lot of us at the national level. And what I saw was this echo effect of, of similarly broken government locally for me back in my home County. Got it. And so, um, you don't, you know, as you talked about, you don't have much of a background in politics, but now you're running for this pretty, uh, for this pretty big and pretty important position. Um, you started to talk about just now, you know, watching what's been happening over the last year, but what really pushed you over the edge and made you decide to, to jump in? Um, Donald Trump got elected <laughs> to be very blunt. Um, that was a shock to the system. I think the shock to the system nationally, uh, globally, uh, and personally. And for me, I, I could no longer in good conscience stay on the sidelines. Um, I needed to jump in and do more. And I think for us as a generation, um, I'm 38. Uh, I don't know my generation, younger generations, all generations. I think we've sort of hit this D day moment, um, where, you know, our, our democracy is really, it, we're, we're taking it for granted and, and we all need to do more, whether that's running for office, whether that's supporting candidates who we care about, um, and, and it really does start at a local level and build upwards. I think that's something that the Republican Party identified correctly uh, going into the 2010 elections and probably before then. And, um, you know, if I were to criticize the Democratic Party, I think it's been too much focused on the presidential uh, level um, and, and really neglecting what's happening locally. So I think you and I first met at the Arena Summit in Nashville in December 2016, which we kind of threw together um, right after uh, the November election and Trump got elected. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I'm glad you bring that up because I think I, I sort of had these these things that were kind of happening for me personally after November 8th. Um, and I, on, on the, uh, advice of some very good friends who were, were part of the, um, the, the organization of it, I got invited to go down to Nashville for the first arena summit. And, um, what, what was there was this really kind of raw emotion of, of what has just happened and how do we step forward? And for me, what it would, what it was just a look, I think, you look back on, on uh, events in your life that have been pivotal. That arena summit was life-changing for me because um, being there, surrounded by people who, who had more experience than, than I did, which was essentially nothing other than, you know, volunteering for, for elections past, um, people who had the experience that I lacked and encouraged me to take um, my skill set in, in um, the startup space and in the investing space and apply that to something that really deeply meant a lot to me, uh, and, and, and to, to step into the arena. Um, so I, I really, I would not be running for office if it weren't for the arena summit Nashville. Um, I've been to each of the, the two since in, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina and, and Detroit. And it's, it's just been a tremendously important 
part of, of being able to make this happen for me as a first time candidate. And I think if I'm remembering this right, I remember Jason Green up at the front of the room trying to, you know, get everybody pumped up and fired up. And he yeah. yelled, As he raise your hand if you're ready to, if you're ready to jump in and ready to enter the arena. I think your hand was the first to go up in the, in the room. Is that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be right about that. Uh, there were the night before there was some, uh, some drinks that flowed and I, I had a very, uh, as all conversations with Martin O'Malley tend to be, it was a very heartfelt conversation. And I looked the guy in the eyes and, and Jason as witness, uh, I, I committed to running for office, um, sometime in the next five years. And so, you know, in that, that moment, Jason was really kind of staring right at me, basically saying, you may have had a couple of drinks, but I'm going to hold you to this. Um, he was kind of saying this with his eyes, at least that's the way I read it. Um, so yeah, I, maybe a little bit of pressure, but it was good pressure. And I'm glad I, uh, I followed through and, and, um, yeah, this has been just an amazingly rewarding experience. It's unlike anything I've done before. I mean, running for office is, is there's really no direct comparison. Um, but just an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, like I said, I think this is a really unique time and, and people are, are looking for a way to take this frustration and put it into action. And um, to to be knocking on doors, to be speaking with folks who have that similar mindset and talk about what we're doing and moving forward. That's it's it's just very rewarding. Was this before or after Governor O'Malley got up and played the guitar for everybody? Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a bit of a blur, but, uh, you know, the man is multi-talented. Yes, he is. Uh, Do you remember what you and uh, you and the governor talked about? Um, You know, he spoke about. His um, experience starting locally, um, uh, I can't remember. He ran for something before mayor. I don't remember what it was, but it, it you know, it, and it just, I, I think Governor O'Malley uh, he has this sort of, um, this quality to him that's just so authentic and, and uh, it's really hard not to, um, to meet the person and, and feel inspired to, you know, uh, to follow your heart and follow what you, you to be, um, a useful way of, of spending your life. Um, he, he's really an embodiment of that, of making your life matter. Um, and I, I, I couldn't not, uh, if you spend some time with a guy and it's just, uh, it meant a lot to me. You came, you weren't, you know, you were in this like raw emotional state as we all were. And, you know, you end up with a conversation with someone like Martin O'Malley. It's like, how do you not jump in? You yeah. Know? And it's the power that, that one interaction can have, you know, to yeah. alter the, the course of someone's life. And I think that's really a, a lot of what arena is about is you're bringing together tremendously empowered, um, good hearted people. Uh, and, and you mix them together for 36 hours and magic happens. Um, I actually remember being totally surprised. You know, I had seen governor O'Malley a bunch on, on TV and seen him been interviewed before, but then when I remember meeting him in person as well in Nashville and the governor O'Malley that I met in person was the same governor O'Malley that I had seen on TV. And it just really showed me the power of authenticity and just, being a real person. And I know that word gets so overused, but like talking to governor O'Malley, I had this 
epiphany moment where I just realized he is the same person in person that he is on TV. And we were out with him, you know, and he's got a beer in his hand and um, you can just really hear the passion in his voice about um, getting more people to, to enter the arena. So it sounds like he had a very similar effect on you that he, that he did. I mean, I was very surprised by um, just how much of a, a real person he was. Uh, he doesn't always say things in the, you know, the perfect polished politician way, but it's just so clearly from his heart. Um, and, and I think, you know, having now done a lot of these stump speech type things around the County, um, what I've found is that, you know, people aren't going to really remember your, your five point plan on, on this, uh, item or that I, I think, you know, if, if they come away saying that this is, a, this is a good person, uh, that this person represents what I care about, uh, in terms of like, you know, just core values, um, that they're going to work hard for me, number two, and that number three, they're, they're, they're competent, um, that, you know, that's really, I think, what drives uh, someone to say, I'm going to I'm going to vote for this person or I'm going to knock on doors for this person um, or I'm going to contribute to their campaign. Like it's not you know, it's not the, the five point plan. It's it's does this person represent what I want in, a, in a, an elected leader? Um, and, and I think without really having said that, that's what I took away um, from meeting Governor O'Malley. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, uh, Kevin, what's the latest on your, on your race? Yeah, well, it's, this is, this is pretty, uh, it means a lot to me. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. So Delaware County, which is where I grew up, it's a collar County of Philadelphia. Um, it's one of the counties that you hear a lot about on election day. It's, it's one of the largest in the state. It's very purple. It's very much a swing County, um, on a national level. Locally, it's been beholden to this 140 year single party Republican patronage machine. Um, there hasn't been a, an elected Democrat in Delaware County since the thirties to win election. Um, and in the seventies, they changed the, I'm um, getting into the weeds a little bit here, but every County in Pennsylvania, you get at least one Democrat and at least one Republican on the commissioner County, uh, council level. Delaware County is the exception to that. It's the only County where you don't have at least one from the minority party. And so for 41 straight years, there hasn't been a single Democrat in any elected office. Um, and so everything happens behind closed party doors. They decide who's getting the contracts or the solicitorships, you know, which cousin or friend business colleague is going to get county money. Um, so it's been it's been really corrupt. And uh, what we have right now is a situation where for the first time ever, we actually have more registered Democrats than Republicans in Delaware County. And um, we have this wave of enthusiasm that, that you know, you've seen nationwide. Um, people stepping up and say we need to do more. Um, so, you know, in the, in the primary this May, um, we had as many Democrats as Republicans turning out. Um, so we have this window of opportunity to really change things. Here where I live in Delaware County and, and nationwide, I think we really have to capture this, uh, this window of, of awakening that I hope isn't just a window. I hope it stays open. Um, but it's open right now. And, and so in my example, in, in my home County, we have this opportunity to change the way government has been run forever and ever and, and, end the patronage machine. So it's, 
it's pretty awesome. Um, and there's just a lot of enthusiasm here to, to do this. So you mentioned a, a primary uh, a few months ago. How did, how did that go? Uh, it, it went well. It was in May. Um, and, and like I said, there were, there were as many Democrats as Republicans, it turned out. So you rewind the clock two years, 2015, the last like comparable odd year primary is like the lowest of the low. No one turns out for odd year primary elections. There was a 40% increase in Democratic turnout. And there was a, essentially a flat uh, turnout by the Republicans. So two years wow. ago, like a 9,000 vote um, disadvantage for the Democrats. And that carried through to the general this year that has completely vanished and we're in a, in a dead heat. Um, so we're, you know, we're really, we're, we're looking to change, I mean, to make history here and win something that hasn't happened in 140 years. What are the, uh, what are some of the key issues that you're hearing from, uh, voters and potential constituents as you, as you go around the County and, and talk to people? Well, it, it all really starts with transparency, um, that you have this government that there hasn't been a no vote on county council in over 10 years. Uh, there's been no minority party. So um, nothing is really published online. You just have no real access. Everything is kind of done in the shadows. So um, transparency and accountability, it all kind of starts there and ending the corruption. Um, and then kind of off of that, um, the other things that really matter uh you know, are, are what the cost is of, of government that's not running. Um, the lack of, we're the largest county in the United States that doesn't have a health department. Um, at a time when in Delaware County alone, four people die every week of an opioid overdose. And when our access to affordable health care has never been more in doubt, uh, there's just, there's no health department here. That's something that it's basic county government 101. Um, economic development, jobs. I mean, you, you know, this is a time when um, uh, the economy is changing so fast and, and places all over the country have been sort of left behind because they haven't evolved with the times. And we don't really have an economic development plan. Um, that's, that's a problem. You know, when you have people in government who are more focused on lining their pockets and, and not thinking about uh, the people who they represent, this is what you lose. So, you know, those are, those are a few things that we, we talk about a lot. Um, one more I'd, I'd mention is, um, we have the only private prison system in Pennsylvania. Um, mm. and <laughs> it, so it's, it's, it's private and the superintendent of the prison is the brother of the Republican party chairman. So an example of this patronage and, and, and cronyism that I'm talking about and nepotism, um, you know, so, and, and private prisons, you know, they have no place in our country or anywhere. Uh, I'm all for the power of, of the private sector. But um, when you talk about um, uh, corrections and um, the fact that, you know, a private prison, they're, they're in business. And, and what's good for business is keeping um, as many cells full as possible. That really runs completely contrary to the idea of someone getting out at the end of their term and staying out and reducing recidivism. Um, so this this stuff really, you know, we don't think about county government as really mattering because we just don't know what the hell they do. Um, this is what they do. This is stuff that we, uh, you know, progressives really care about. It all starts at this local level. Kevin, since starting your campaign, what has been 
the biggest surprise, something that you, that you least expected? This is war. And I, <laughs> that sounds really horrible to say, but that is how the other side sees it. And they will stop at, at no ends. Um, the, the truth does not matter. They will distort anything they can possibly take from your background and turn it into, you know, uh, a weapon. Um, it's really how the whole thing runs. I mean, you have these sort of, you know, this siloed off other side that, that has their, you know, their resources and their strategy and they'll stop at nothing, uh, particularly when, as in our case, this is a gravy train and, uh, for the gravy train to end, um, that's their livelihood. So they'll, you know, they'll, they'll go after you. Um, and I guess it's not really a surprise, but when it's, when it's you in the crosshairs, um, and you take, you know, certain things, you know, you gotta be kidding me. How is that possibly something that you attack? Well, they'll find a way. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a, it's a, an, a different experience to say the least. Yeah. And I'm sure it's one of those things that like, you know, it's going to be true, but it's not real until you're, until you're in it. Exactly. Um, you said it. Uh, what about, uh, what about a, the biggest challenge of running a, a new campaign for the first time? What's been the most difficult part about that process? This is going to sound so cliche, but, um, it's, uh, it's just the way it is. We live in a capitalist society. It, it, fundraising is such a huge part of your time. Um, Delaware County is larger than half the congressional districts in the United States. And yet I'm running for something that I'll, you know, I'll be very blunt. Most people don't know what the heck it is. Uh, so it's, you know, you, you are spending a lot more time than, than you, you'd like. Um, but it is what it is, you know, gaining and, and building the resources that you need to get your message heard. Um, and it's really hard to do that, uh, with no money. Um, so a lot of time is, is spent on, on, on fundraising and, and it just is what it is. It's unfortunate, but it's, it's, um, I think one thing that I, that I think about a lot is that it's not about me. You're not going around hat in hand asking, you know, everyone to like give you money. Your, 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 your campaign stands for something that you hope matters to the person you're talking to. You're really a conduit for them to contribute to something that they care about. And, and that's keeping that in mind for me has been, um, has made it a lot, um, uh, just, a lot more of a positive experience than, than it was initially when I started doing it. As you know, Kevin, you know, we have lots of people in our community who are kind of on the fence. They're trying to figure out like they're, they're feeling that raw emotion you talked about before They're they're feeling like they need to, or want to get more involved, but they're still trying to figure out how. Um, and so what advice would you give to someone in the, in that position? Someone who's like on the fence, is feeling the nudge to, to jump in and do something, but isn't quite sure yet. Um, I think it, it all starts with commitment of saying, I, I can do this. I, this is something I care deeply enough about. And nobody goes into this fully prepared. You're just not, it's not something that you can do enough homework and be completely ready for. Um, if this is, uh, something that you care about and you, and you have a campaign in front of you that, um, you think really matters, you got to just sort of commit yourself to doing it and not necessarily tomorrow. Maybe it's within the next five years. But um, once you make that commitment to running for office within X number of years, um, your worldview, every interaction that once I kind of once I stood up and raised my hand, um, every interaction I had after that was built around the idea that I'm running for office. Um, and, uh, you know, 
people are, you know, you make that commitment of saying, I'm going to do this. And it's amazing how words have such an impact and, um, your friends, those who know you, they'll rally around that. Um, people love to see someone taking a stand for something they care about. Uh, last question for you, Kevin, when is your election and where, uh, where can I go to, to learn more? Yeah. Um, our election is this November. It's, uh, just about 60 days away, November 7th. Um, and to find out more about our campaign, um, the best place to go is to our, our, um, our website, which is Delco victory, 2017. D-E-L-C-O, Victory 2017. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for, for joining us. I really enjoyed talking with you and uh, good luck out there. Thank you very much, Lee. Appreciate it.